the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God works in very dramatic ways that it's obviously God doing it where there's no other explanation for what happened. Psalm 135 says, whatever the Lord pleases, he does, which is true. And sometimes he does it in a moment. Sometimes it's, it's less than 24 hours. And God dramatically changes everything, just as he does in this one day in Joseph's life. Many of us can scarce imagine being a prisoner one day, only to go on to be the second most powerful individual the next. If you're familiar with the Bible, chances are you're well aware that this could be none other than Joseph, who was wrongfully imprisoned. In today's message, Pastor Dan reflects on the sovereign will of God as he covers the account of Joseph. In his study, you'll be reminded that what might seem absolutely impossible is 100% possible with God. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 41 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis chapter 41. It's a really long chapter, so I'm not going to read the whole chapter to us. So we're going to read through part of it just to get the sense of what's going on in this chapter. Genesis chapter 41, beginning in verse 1. Then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream. And behold, he stood by the river. And suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. And then, behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fat cows. So Pharaoh awoke. And he slept and dreamed a second time, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven thin heads, blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them, and the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke, and indeed it was a dream. And now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all, the, all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day. When Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker, we each had a dream in one night, he and I, each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now, there was a young Hebrew man with us. I can't remember his name. 
a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he interpreted according to his own dream, and it came to pass, just as he interpreted it for us. So it happened. And he restored me to my office, and he hanged him. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon, and he shaved, changed his clothing, came to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it, but I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Now look down in chapter in verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Well, in in chapter 41, Joseph rises to power in Egypt. He starts the day as a prisoner, and he ends the day the second most powerful man in Egypt, and arguably the second most powerful man in all of the world. That's a pretty good day. Uh, The chapter is one of the greatest examples in the Bible of the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign over our lives, and sometimes, like in Joseph's life, God works in very dramatic ways that it's obviously God doing it, where there's no other explanation for what happened. Psalm 135 says, whatever the Lord pleases, he does, which is true. And sometimes he does it in a moment. Sometimes it's, it's less than 24 hours, and God dramatically changes everything, just as he does in this one day in Joseph's life. Now, we know because we know the rest of the story that God puts Joseph in this position in Egypt to save his family, ultimately. Now look at verse 1 again. We're told in verse 1 that it's after two full years that Joseph is raised up from being a prisoner to prime minister. Now, after two full years of what? Chapter 40 ended with Joseph asking the chief butler of Pharaoh to remember him and speak to Pharaoh on his behalf because he's been wrongly imprisoned. But we see in the last verse of chapter 40 that when the chief butler was released from prison, that the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. And maybe after the chief butler was released, Joseph initially thought, okay, any day now, that butler's going to come back and I'm out of here. And maybe he, he watched the door, waiting for that door to open and his name to be called, but then the butler never came back. And Joseph waited and the butler never showed. And two years went by. Joseph was still in prison, waiting I'm sure, though, at some point, probably pretty early on in that two years, Joseph just kind of gave up on the butler, gave up on the butler securing his release from prison. You know, when it, when it comes to waiting upon the Lord 
and waiting for God to, to answer a, a prayer, I don't know about you, but I don't like reading phrases like, at the end of two full years. Right? I, I like, at the end of two full hours. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting two hours, longest two hours of my life. I lost all hope about 45 minutes into it. Two full years, that's a long time to wait. And if you're here today and you've been waiting for a long time on God, you've been waiting a long time for God to, to do something and you feel discouraged, you feel disappointed, you feel forgotten by God, let me say to you, be patient. Well, I have been patient. Continue to be patient. Galatians 6.9 says, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't grow weary in waiting upon the Lord. Don't lose heart, because in due season you will reap a harvest of blessing. In due season means at just the right time you'll reap according to God's time. And God's timing is always perfect. Now, I don't have to tell you, his timing is usually not the same as our timing. We say two hours. He says two years. Right? But his timing is perfect. Yeah, but, but I, I don't understand why I have to wait all this time. In Revelation chapter 4, we see the throne room of God in heaven. And the throne room is described in chapter 4. And we're told that around the throne of God in heaven are four beasts and 24 elders. And they worship God day and night. And the four beasts, as they worship God, they say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, And the 24 elders, they fall down before the throne of God and they cast their crowns at God's feet and they say, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were were created. And then later in the book of Revelation in chapter 16 and chapter 19, we're told the multitudes in heaven are around the throne of God declaring true and righteous are your judgments. So as the four beasts around the throne of God see God's judgments, they see God's decisions, our sovereign God and the decisions that he's making, they declare God is holy, holy, holy. That's their response to seeing God's judgments. They worship him for his holiness, the holiness of his judgments. When the 24 elders see those same judgments from God, they fall on their faces before him, declaring, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. And when the multitudes that are in heaven see those same judgments, they declare, true and righteous are your judgments. And listen to me. When God allowed Joseph to remain in that prison for two more years. The four beasts in heaven and the 24 elders in heaven and the multitude in heaven around his throne did not say, wait, what? Two more years? That's not right. That's not fair. 
Why would you allow Joseph to stay in prison for two more years? That's not what they said. The four beasts, when they saw that, when they saw God's judgment, they said, holy, holy, holy. When the 24 elders saw it, they fell on their face, declaring, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. And the multitude said, true and righteous are your judgments. Your judgments are right. Your judgments are right on. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now, you and I, we may not fully understand some of God's judgments now, They may not make sense to us. We may not understand why God allowed certain things to happen in our lives or or why he delayed answering a prayer or why we're still waiting upon him. But one day in heaven, when we have the whole story and we have full, complete understanding, we will be in that multitude declaring true and righteous are your judgments. Now that we have all the information, now that we see the big picture, now we can see what you were doing and why you were doing it, we're going to say, right on. That was the right thing. So don't lose heart. Don't lose heart as you're waiting upon the Lord. Don't lose heart while you're waiting for the Lord's perfect timing. And listen, even Jesus Christ had to wait for the Father's perfect timing. In John chapter 2, verse 4, Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. And you see that throughout the gospel of John. His hour had not yet come. His time had not yet come. Jesus was waiting for his hour to come. Jesus is in heaven right now, seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting for the Father to give him the command to go and claim his bride, the church. Jesus waited. Jesus is waiting Joseph was waiting for his hour to come. And in chapter 41, his hour finally comes. God raises him up, but it's at the end of two additional years in prison. And we're told in verse 1, the circumstances here, Pharaoh had a dream. Behold, he stood by a river. That would be the Nile River in Egypt, verse 2. And suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. And then behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up in the the seven fine-looking and fat cows. And so Pharaoh woke up from his sleep, and he fell back asleep in verse 5, and he slept and dreamed a second time. And suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven thin heads Blighted, note, by the east wind sprang up after them. The east wind was a hot, dry, desert wind that came out of the 
Arabian Peninsula that would burn up the crops. I point that out just because it shows the accuracy of the Bible. It's got the geography right. And the seven thin heads devoured the seven plump and full heads. So Pharaoh awoke. And indeed, it was a dream. But Pharaoh realized it was more than just a couple strange dreams. And so verse 8, now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men, all the king's horses and all the king's men, right? He gets all the experts gathered together and Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Now, I've, I've mentioned this before when we were in chapter 40, the Egyptians actually had these dream interpretation books. Archaeologists have found several of them that they would use to interpret dreams. They kept these books in their pagan temples and the the magicians and the wise men and the Egyptian priests would, would reference these books and use them to try to interpret dreams. But we're told here the Egyptian magicians and wise men, they couldn't interpret Pharaoh's dream. There's nothing in the books about seven skinny cows eating seven fat cows. Nothing in the books about blighted grain devouring healthy, plump heads of grain. So they don't have an answer for them. Now, we, we know that God was speaking to Pharaoh through these dreams, that these are supernatural dreams from God. They're prophetic dreams to communicate to Pharaoh what is to come over the next 14 years in Egypt. So verse 9 says, Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day when Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker. This is all from chapter 40, as you remember. We each had a dream in one night, he and I, and each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now, there was a young Hebrew man with us there. He was a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us, To each man he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came to pass, just as he interpreted for us, so it happened, he restored me to my office and he hanged the other. And so as as this is taking place and Pharaoh's bothered by these dreams and the wise men and the magicians, they can't come up with an interpretation. Suddenly the butler remembers two years ago (laughs) when he was in that prison. And he says, hey, I just remembered. When I was in prison, there was this Hebrew guy there, and he could interpret dreams. And so, verse 14, Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon, and he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. They they shaved Joseph not only to clean him up and make him look presentable before he goes in before Pharaoh, but also to make him look Egyptian. The Egyptians were the only people in the ancient Near East that were clean-shaven. They shaved their heads, they shaved their faces, they shaved their bodies. And so they shave him. And now Joseph goes in before Pharaoh. And I'm willing to bet that Joseph didn't expect this to happen this particular day, right? It's a day like any other day. He's in prison, sitting in his jail cell, watching The Price is Right, or whatever you would do. And now suddenly, the next thing he knows, he's on his way to Pharaoh's palace. It's amazing how God can change your situation in just a moment. 
when you're not even looking for it. God just sovereignly moves. And next thing you know, you're heading to Pharaoh's palace. Verse 15, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it, but I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream to interpret it. Now look at verse 16. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it's not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. I love Joseph's answer here. Think about Joseph's situation. It would have been so easy for Joseph to use this as an opportunity to boast in himself and try to impress Pharaoh to get himself out of prison. He, he could have easily said, well, well, you know, Pharaoh, I'm glad you brought up the fact that I interpret dreams. I do, in fact, interpret dreams. And by the way, I recently started a YouTube channel. You can subscribe and make sure you ring the little bell, your Pharaohness or whatever. Look at Joseph's answer. Pharaoh says, hey, I, I've heard you can interpret dreams. And, and Joseph says, I'm not able to, but God can. I can't do it, but God can do it for you. It's not in me, but God will give you the answer. Joseph points Pharaoh to God. And oh, that we would be like Joseph and point people to Jesus Christ at every opportunity. I'm sorry, I I can't help you, but Jesus can help you. I don't have the answer for you, but Jesus has the answer. Jesus can give you peace. Now, in the scriptures, remember the whole Bible is all about Jesus Christ, from Genesis to Revelation. And Joseph is a picture of Jesus Christ. And we see a picture of Jesus Christ in Joseph's life uh, really throughout this chapter, in chapter 41. Just as Joseph did not glorify himself, but instead pointed Pharaoh to God, Jesus continually pointed people to the Father. He didn't seek glory for himself. Think about the Gospels. You know, Jesus just had a way of ministering to people that caused them to glorify God and not really glorify Jesus. I know Jesus is God, but they would, they would glorify God in heaven and not Jesus. Jesus didn't receive the glory. God the Father did. Jesus would, would perform a miracle and the people would glorify God in heaven. There was a way that he did it that caused people to glorify the Father. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says to us, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. They, they see what you do and they see what I do and it causes them to glorify God. Not glorify us or praise us, but glorify God. May we do our works in such a way. May we conduct ourselves in such a way that it brings glory to our Father in heaven and not to us. Just like Joseph here. Joseph glorified the Father in heaven. I, I can't do it for you, but God can. And then beginning in verse 17, Pharaoh tells Joseph his dream. Pharaoh adds some additional details here, some personal commentary to his dream. Verse 17, we'll just read through it. He says, uh, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them, 
poor and very ugly. That's new information. And gaunt, such ugliness as I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. That's new information. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.